This is an ABC podcast. Ninamani, Nainai Tiana, Naigana Nai Gangabina. Hello, are you good? My name is Tiana, my Ghana name is Gangabina, which means the caring one. To begin, it's important that we acknowledge the country that we are on. I'm on Ghana the land of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains. We would like to pay our respects to the custodians, to the ancestors that nurtured the land and the elders that have led the way for generations. This is your land, this is your country. It has always been Aboriginal land. And as this is a podcast whose reach is far and wide, we would like to extend our respect to the elders of the lands this recording might reach. Yes. This is the story of Yukulji Napangati, the girl who made her world shimmer, read by artist Atong Aten. Who? It was unmistakable, the smell of poo wafting through the desert air. But it wasn't Goanna Poo, or Bilby Poo, or Dingo Poo. It wasn't even Feral Cat Poo. It was human poo. Yukulji's brothers smelt it. They grabbed their spears and left their family to investigate. Yukulji Napangadi was 14. Before she was born, the Australian government started rounding up her tribe, the Pintipi mob. The government moved the desert people into communities, but they didn't get everyone. Yukulji's family had been roaming from waterhole to waterhole, from sunrise to sundown for more than two whole decades. There were nine of them left after her dad died. Yukulji had never seen another person outside their group. The closest her eyes had been to other humans was spotting airplanes flying overhead. Hide! Yukulji called out to her brothers and sisters. It's the devil! They scampered up mulga trees, spooked by the strange machines in the sky. When her brothers came back from their smelly investigation, they had the same spooked look in their eyes. We followed the scent... And we saw two men, they said. They gave us water, but they had a fire stick that goes bang. So we ran away. The fire stick was a gun, but they'd never seen one, so they didn't know what it was called. That night, Yukulchi and her sisters settled down in their sleeping place on the edge of Wilkinkara, their glistening salt lake that looked like a rippling blanket of stars. This is my country, Yukulchi thought. My home, my dreamtime stories, my birthplace. Yukulchi wondered if the men her brothers saw were mamu, spirits, and whether they would bring any harm. She lit a fire, unaware the smoke would send a signal to the strange men alerting them to where Yukulji and her family were camped. Run! 
Yukulchi and her sister were the first ones they spotted. The girls sprinted as a land cruiser hurtled towards them. Their mum hid in the spinifex grass, peering through the stalks, bewildered. They'd never seen a car. But Yukulchi didn't have time to wonder what the noisy, smoking beast was, throwing up dust in its speedy wake. She was too scared and too worried about getting out of its way. Stop! Called a voice from the driver's window. It was an Aboriginal man that looked a bit like her brother's, but Yukulchi couldn't be sure it wasn't an evil mamu. No! The land cruiser blocked the girl's path. Two men jumped out and pulled Yukulchi and her sister inside and slammed the doors. They took off their shirts and threw them at Yukulchi. Her family didn't wear clothes. They didn't even know what they were. Yukulchi cowered low with her head in her hands. She didn't know if the vehicle was moving, the trees were moving, or both were moving. Yukulchi's body jerked forward as the Land Cruiser came to a stop. She stumbled out, dizzy and confused. Her brother was tracking them. He held up his spear, ready to attack the men who stole his sisters. Stop! Their mum called out. Don't hurt these men, she said. They're your family. The men in the Land Cruiser were Pintipi. They'd been moved into a community, but they remembered Jakulchi's parents. Come and live with us, they said. You won't have to search for water anymore. There is more food there and other Pintipi people. See if you like it. Yukulchi looked to her brothers, sisters and mum. They agreed. It was time to go. Nine emerge from the desert. Australia's last nomads. When the media back in the city found out about Yukulchi's family, they whipped themselves into a frenzy. Yukulchi was oblivious. She was too busy absorbing the sights, sounds, smells, and tastes in her new community, Kiwurkara. For the first time, Yukulchi was wearing clothes eating food from packets, sitting on furniture, trying to understand electricity and money and where all these people came from. Especially one. <gasps> Yukulchi gasped. One of the Kirukara men was not like the others. His skin is white, Yukulchi thought. A white person? How does someone have white skin? Why does someone have white skin? Are there other white people out there? And at that very moment, tens of thousands of years of living on Pintipi country without any contact between Aboriginal people and Europeans officially came to an end. Shh, 
Yukulji hushed her sister. I see one. Yukulji crept up to a burrow between two rocks and bravely shoved her arm inside, right up to the elbow. Gotcha! She yanked her arm free, holding a goanna upside down by the tail. Good one! Even though Yukulji could buy food from the shop now, she would never give up hunting. It was her way of life. And it wasn't just good for her, it was good for country. Yukulji was an expert animal tracker, but she was especially good at hunting feral cats. Feral cats are a huge problem in Australia. They kill millions of birds and other native wildlife. So when Yukulji took one, she was doing country a favour. While Yukulji was out hunting, the men in the community painted. At first, painting was men's only business. But the girls and the women watched and they learnt and they sat in circles and began painting together. They sang, they talked and they painted. They painted, they sang and they talked. They shared stories from their ancestors and painted them on canvas. They were all beautiful, but Yakulchi's creation stood out. Oh my! Visitors were taken aback. Yakulchi, you have a talent, a special gift. Yakulchi's style was mesmerising. Dots and waves that curved and curled across the canvas in shades of gold that glistened like the desert sand and the rippling blanket of stars on her salt lake. No one taught me to paint this way, she shrugged. It's just what I think and what I see. When word travelled about Yakulji's special gift, art experts hustled to catch a glimpse. Stunning. Breathtaking. The work simply sparkles. Yukulji was flown all the way across the country for an exhibition of her work at Australia's Museum of Contemporary Art. The media flocked around her desperately, knowing she was one of the famous Pintapi Nine. Yukulji, tell us about life in the desert, a reporter said. I hear you're a hunter. Do you eat kangaroo? Emu? What's your favourite? Yukulji held her hand over her mouth. I'm sorry, what did you say? The reporter asked. Pussycat, Yukulji repeated. She smiled. It was true. Feral cat was her favourite food. And it was the perfect answer to bring the media's attention back to what really mattered. Yukulji's art. Yukulji didn't fly back to Sydney when she won one of Australia's most famous landscape painting prizes, the win. She was too busy on country hunting feral cats. But when she was asked to fly across the entire world for a solo exhibition, she thought, hmm, cats can wait. Final warning call for Alice Spring.
If Kirokara was a world away from Wilkinkara, Manhattan was a trillion worlds away. The temperature was minus 14 degrees. There were people everywhere you could you looked. Buildings, buses, cars, crazy. But Yakulchi was unfazed. It's no more daunting than seeing a white man for the first time, she thought. Yakulchi's work was on display in one of the slickest, hippest galleries in the city. Yakulchi, we adore your work. The paintings glow. The lines and dots ripple and strobe. The sense of space, the rhythm, the shimmer. Yakulchi smiled. She was happy. She was proud. She was humble. Yakulchi wasn't easily overwhelmed anymore. Not even when one of the world's most famous celebrities bought her work. home in Kirukara, Yukuchi's daughter was scrolling through Instagram. It's your painting! A woman in big sunglasses was posing, hands in pockets, in front of one of Yukuchi's canvases. No big deal, Yukuchi said. Her daughter laughed. Do you know who this is? She said. It's Beyonce. Beyonce and Jay-Z. American pop stars had bought two of Yakuchi's paintings in New York. They loved them so much they shared a photo on social media. Yakuchi smiled and shrugged. She was where she belonged. This is my country, Yakuchi thought. My home, my dreamtime stories, my birthplace. And we were never lost. This episode of Fierce Girls was supported by our friends at the National Gallery of Australia. It was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and we pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. If this has inspired you to get arty, there's colouring in sheets of all our fierce girls to download on our website. And if you're a teacher or a parent teaching from home, did you know you can bring fierce girls into your classroom? We have a bunch of free educational resources that go along with the show. Find them on our website too at abc.net.au slash fierce girls. To hear more awesome episodes of Fierce Girls for free, Go to the ABC Listen app or anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, the girls.